M Jizzle. <laughs> M Jizzle is muted. What's going on? M Jizzle, what's up, my Nizzle? <laughs> hey, you got to be cold blooded to have uh, an initials that's M Jizzle. I know. Hey, that's a that's a real name too. We can't hear that's you, a- MJ. MJ, you rugged. Oh my God! Like that. What's going on with you? Hey, everything is Hello, cool. You-, you know, I'm slow motion. Yeah, yeah, we hear you now. now? Yeah. No, MJ, what's happening? I'm rug. Yo, man, Elon Musk, man, what's going on? Why, why you don't? We hate it on your brother, man. You hate it on Darius, man. Elon. Hey, uh, hey, I think Elon. You know, cause you know, I was mad at Elon because with this verification thing. You know, I was I was verified before Twitter was even a thing, and I'm not gonna lie, I eased up off of Twitter because it just became too hard for me to grab followers, and um. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, I'm going to keep it real. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a partner in a tech company, so I see a lot of amazing things. Um, I have a lot of great ideas that my guys bring to fruition. We're working on some great things that are going to, uh, to Darius, shape the future. Don't, I'm don't. looking to. Darius, don't. Yes. Don't give us everything. Just <laughs> Look at her. No, She's on. late and everything. She is. Like, no, 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 no. I'm rugging. <laughs> All right. well, I mean, MJ, you playing. We couldn't hear you. <laughs> this is my life. This is real life. Like, this ain't no show. It's, it's you forgot Elon. who you're talking to? Come on. <laughs> Stop playing with me. Stay with me before I get on the elevator and leave everybody <laughs> on, 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 in the basement. <laughs> hey, hey, MJ, you good now? What's it ain't personal, on? but I got to go up. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, man. MJ. MJ. Then she go away. Look, look. This, no, she left. It's like she a left. beautiful woman. No, Come and talk about she, telling she, you what to do and then then, then then leave you. Yeah, that's 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 what they do, man. That's what they do. Yeah. Man. You're talking about, hold on, I'm not recording. Be quiet. Okay, whatever <laughs> you say, baby. Baby, uh, I was thinking, uh, where'd she go? <laughs> now she's coming back. I think she, she went out to just like, you know, she has... Uh, technical difficulties, so, you know, we, we're just gonna <laughs> keep rocking. Hey, 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 look, everybody on Twitter laughing at y'all laughing at me. <laughs> y'all like that? Uh, hey, listen, you know, what's so funny, everybody be thinking I'll be talking this because it's just a show, it's something I put on. <laughs> this is what it is, y'all. Listen, y'all been fooled all these years because because I ain't, I, 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 I swear to god, myself. that's not a, that's not a nigga show like that. Usually, we really on point, like you know, what I mean? just oh my god, listen, Elon, Elon does not want me to thrive today. He knew all right. that my. Hey, Elon, 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 stop playing. I need you to bring some of that money to the hood, dog. Stop playing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're doing all this stuff. You're running around, floating around in space. And I'm happy because Earth is ghetto as hell. This is a ghetto. And we need to figure out how to get out of here. I do intend to be one of the first black entertainers to be in space. I do intend to do it because I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not from this planet. And I'm tired of acting like I am a star child. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, not a child star, a star child. Um, and so, Elon, I fuck you real heavy, and I bet you I got better weed than you. What you, oh what you, what you, what you want? What you want to put on that bet, Elon? Listen, Yo. Hey, Elon, let's get together. Hey, Elon, listen, I got a tech company. I got a tech company. It's called Wraith AI, um, um, and Asgardian Technologies. We're doing some amazing things. My team is sick as hell. Hey, listen. Hey, hey, Elon, let's you and me get together and make Mark Zuckerberg suffer. Oh, shit. Hey, listen, this, I, I guess I really think that it's going to be our last show. So we're going to be suspended after this one. So let's get Bye, everybody. Let's, get, um, let's, let's go. Nice let's go. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm something I'm some, I'm some like a bird man. You know what I'm saying? I'm something like bird man. You know what I'm saying? Y'all going to put some respect on my name. I ain't finished and I ain't done. 
Yeah. And if hey, hey, y'all can call me Neo because I'm the one. What? Yeah, I'm something like Birdman. Yeah. Hey, 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 MJ is here. Like she's yeah, like, please. I'm trying to start, but we were waiting on you. MJ, not so you. Listen, yeah, not, I, not was, cool, I was. Rugged, listen, I okay. know. <laughs> no, Lord, I was late because I was with Rob Ross, my attorney, my attorney, the legendary Rob Ross. He don't do nothing but big deals. You know what I'm saying, Rob, Rob Ross. I'm talking about like big deals, and so he was talking to me about my future. You know what I'm saying, and you know, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say this to anybody listening: your future is always greater than your past. All you have to do is show up. The one day that you decide that your past is is heavier than your future can be, is that there's the one day that you might miss out on the opportunity to perform what you were created to do. Mm. Because see, you got to remember this: it, it's an ongoing thing. So you it, just because you perform your purpose today doesn't mean you're not expected to perform your purpose tomorrow. Sheesh, that's so true. Then is there really such thing as being late? No, 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 no. I'm going to tell you something, but I do believe if a leader is on time, he's late. Mm. So, you know, um, my thing is I'm, I'm, I'm here at the appointed time because I'm, in, I'm, I'm a part of God's plan. So everything I do is in the mind of the divine. However, in addition, I always want to show up pre so I know I'm where I'm supposed to be. You rhyme all the time too. That's wild. Well, you know what it is. I just <laughs> <laughs> you a poet and didn't know it, girl. I like to just say, I like to I like to stay in line, and sometimes it's easier for folks to hear what you're saying, and, and, and you know if, if if they're listening to it, and it's and it's in a, in, a, in a fashion where 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 it sounds fun, but you ain't playing. You did absolutely, yeah. absolutely. It- And listen, Darius, on that note, I'm going to go ahead and get a head start here, guys. The views and opinions expressed here are those of our guests and does not reflect those of the Culture Cards and or its members. Yeah, so if I say say, fuck your couch, don't take it personal. (laughs) Fair enough, guys. Welcome, everybody. I'm your meta host, MJ LaMama, and you're tuned into episode 43 of the Culture Talk, powered by the CEO and founder of the Culture Cards, NFTs, the Fred Frenchie, in partnership with the number one hip-hop podcast, Drink Champs. Now, tonight, guys, we're going to explore the life and legacy of an American actor who's managed to sustain a successful entertainment career for over 40 years. Having started his career at just nine, he's undoubtedly left his mark in the world of TV and film. You may recognize him from his role as Eddie Winslow of Family Matters. Let's welcome your childhood crush, actor, singer, producer... Darius McCreary. Welcome, Darius. Wow, what a great a intro. intro, actually. That was amazing. I'm so impressed. Wow. Dude, that was like, you, dang, you shut your mouth. Huh? Awesome. Um, the only, only correction I will make is, oh, wait, I'm 47. <laughs> I was, my first film was nine, but I was entertaining at, at, uh, at the age of five because my father, who's a living legend, one of the greatest men and most amazing musicians I've ever had the pleasure of knowing, um, I mean, I mean, it's something when you make Stevie Wonder scratch his head when you play a chord. And I've actually grew up in mm. studios where I actually watch my dad sit side by side on a piano with Stevie. You know, I see the side by side on my piano keyboard. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord, why don't we? You know, you know, I, like I really yeah. actually watched my dad. I witnessed my dad sit side by side and play. And so, you know, I would go into these rooms and um, I, I would be in these sessions where I was actually discovered because I was able to to tag along with my father. And um, 
you know, he taught me so many things uh, growing up. But it's just amazing how now as I grow older, I'm able to look at the knowledge and wisdom that my father imparted into me. And I'm able to make mm. some decisions now that hopefully will change the future and make things better for those coming uh, behind me. So uh, it's, it's a blessing. It really is. But um, and I, love I, that. I, I consider yeah. myself. Yeah, I consider myself an entertainer, a renaissance man. And I've been doing it since I was about, uh, I want to say, uh, uh, five years old. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, you said, you know, since you've mentioned your father, Darius, I, I, let's get right into yes. it. You know, you come from a very, you know, a, a family of artists, musicians, your father, uncle and aunts are all part of the McCrary's, a gospel group that also found success in secular music. So I want you to tell us a little bit about some of the experiences growing up. I know you mentioned Stevie Wonder, um, but, you know, growing up in a spiritual and musical household, what does that even look like, you know? Uh, I know that you've had interactions with the Michael Jackson. I know that you've had interactions with Shaka Khan and more. Prince, so tell us a little bit about yeah, how that shaped Rick you. Rick James. Um, how it shaped me was it, it, it really laid a solid foundation. Um, it, it gave me uh, legs to be able to stand in this business. And if you have no legs in this business, you're going to be all over the place. You'll be, you're, you're, you know, um, my mom used to say, if you don't believe in, in something, you'll stand for anything. And so what it taught me with my legs is, is to be able to stand uh, for quality entertainment, to be able to stand for uh, um, uh, properties and, and, um, and content that has integrity that will last uh, the test of time. I mean, I'm actually right now standing, um, coincidentally, looking at the Los Angeles skyline. And as I look out and I see Capitol Records, I'm reminded of a really funny story. So my mom uh, was my was my father's manager. So she was a wifeager first. Then later she became my manager, which made her a momager. And so um, I'll never forget she was uh, pregnant with my little sister. Um, no, I'm sorry. My little sister was born. She was just born. So my mom was breastfeeding. We pulled up to Capitol Records. My brother Donovan, my sister Sarah, myself were in the car. We pull into the back, Capitol Records. My dad uh, and his brothers and sisters, my Auntie Linda, Auntie Charity, Uncle Sam, Alfred, Howard McCrary, the five of them make up the McCrary's. They were about to sign to Capitol Records. Now, if you're an artist, you understand the importance. Even to this day, there's still some artists who, even though you can do it yourself, some people still want a deal because that deal brings validation and it brings just a certain amount of prestige depending on where you sign. I mean, hell, if Capitol Records was to offer me a deal today, I might strongly consider it. I mean, it's Capitol Records. Um, you know, I mean, Nat King Cole, the Beatles, I mean, Pink Floyd. I mean, I mean, I mean, come on, Frank Sinatra, it's Capitol Records. Uh, Tracy Spencer, shout out to Tracy Spencer. Shout out to Tracy Spencer. Shout out to Tracy Spencer. Um, it's Capitol Records. So we're sitting inside. My dad, my mom says, baby, we're not signing anything today, right? We're just, uh, you know, we're here to just, you know, this is this is not one of those meetings. We're not signing anything today, right? He said, oh, no, baby, we're not signing nothing. They just want to show us a facility. You know, we get to check out Frank Sinatra's microphone and Capitol Studios, baby. And we just we just going up, you know, we're going to go in here and just meet the staff and, you know, see what, what the possibilities are. So she said, all right, Howard. So <laughs> it was maybe an hour or two. We hanging out. My dad comes down. He says, all right, guys, come on, let's go. We get in the car. We go home. Next morning, I hear my mama, Howard. Howard, what the hell? What is this? And it was on the cover of Variety magazine. The McCreary signed the Capitol Records for, for a five-hour wow. deal. <laughs> they were popping champagne. Wow. 
Yeah, so uh, those are some of my, my, those are the kind of memories I grew up in this town having, yeah. Well, that's incredible. And I know that at some point your your family, the McCrary's, in fact, actually were the opening act for the Jacksons. Is that correct? Yes. In fact, indirectly, Michael Jackson is responsible for my life um, because Michael actually sent for the McCrary's to come to California to work. And uh, that's where my mom and dad met. So if Michael wouldn't have made that move, I don't know when they would have got here. My dad and my mom probably would have never hooked up and y'all would not have this guy here. Might be a variation well, of different something thereof, but not this one. Thank you, Michael. Listen, if it if it was destined for you, it would have been destined for you regardless. I understood that at some point you were discovered, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, you were discovered by Chip Fields, who's Kim Fields' mother. How how does that even good. happen? That's so correct. And you know, every interview I do, I love to give her her flowers. She is an amazing director, Chip. She is an amazing actress. She's a pioneer. Um, she actually was the first black woman to be in a Marvel production, Spider-Man. She was uh, Mr. Jameson's um, secretary. Uh, she was also Penny's abusive mother on Good Times. Um, and she's a hell of an acting coach. Uh, she's the only acting coach I really have ever had. I worked with one other um, uh, amazing uh, talent um, who, who was great. But Chip was a, is the real deal. Um, and the way it happened was my father was doing a play. It was, the, it was a musical called Don't Get God Started. And he was doing the music uh, with Marvin Winans, who my father also discovered the Winans. Uh, they were the testimonial singers. And he took them to Andre Crouch and got them on. And he discovered BB and CC Winans too, Uncle BB and Auntie CC. Um, love you guys. Shout out to BB. Shout out to CC. Shout out to Uncle BB. Shout out to Auntie CC. Um, yeah. So uh, they were doing a play, a musical called Don't Get God Started. And um, I was hanging out with my dad and me just being gregarious Darius. Um, Chip Fields is like, you know, they're looking for this kid in this movie to play this role. And um, I think he can do it. Now, the, 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 the funny part of, of this story is that I had just had an opportunity to be in film and television. And I completely blew it. My mom was friends um, with a, um, a young lady's mother um, who her name was Tiffany Brissett. And she was uh, a Vicky on the show, Small Wonder. So she was the small wonder, Tiffany Brissett. My mom and her mom were friends. And so everybody was always talking about my personality and you know how I should be in film and television. And um, Tiffany's mom wanted to, to see me, you know, if, if I could, if I had what it took. And uh, she got me an interview because the way it used to work back then was you had to, you had to have the preparation in order to even show that you were capable of being a part of the show. In other words, people looked at your work ethic. They looked at how you carried yourself. You know, if you were a musician, they looked at how you carried your instrument. They looked at how you 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 sat down at a piano. They looked at how you how you you know it wasn't this pay me for what my potential is. You had to show that you had the potential to be paid back then. So so mm. I, I I I I before you can even get in the presence of an agent, or before you can get in the presence of an entertainment attorney, um, you know. Um, Shout out to Rob Ross, my entertainment attorney. You know, Courtney Benson, um, um, you know, one of my partners. Shout out to Courtney, man. Um, one, of, one of the last real managers left, man. Um, before you get in the presence of people like this who could change your life, you had to prove that you were worthy. And so I was having a conversation with Ms. Brissett, and uh, she was asking me some questions. And it was almost like I knew I, I, I didn't want this. I knew I didn't want what, what I saw my dad have to deal with. It was like, almost like I was like, man, I was just playing. I don't want to do this shit. 
<laughs> and uh, mm. I blew it. And then Chip, Auntie Chip, um, she saw something in me. My mom said basically to my, uh, you know, my mom said, uh, hey, um, if you want to take him to do this, you could take him because he ain't finna embarrass me again. I'm, I'm not going for it. And my Aunt Chip was like, I got this. I know what to do. Don't worry about it. And she coached me for this role. We, we, uh, I read, it was something like 3,000 other kids they searched for from New York to Chicago to L.A. It was a movie called Big Shots, which I actually want mm. to remake this movie, but I want to flip it because the movie was about a streetwise black kid who um, helped this young white kid get a piece of property that was given to him from his dad. It was a watch. His dad passed down to him. And um, he he basically helped him get the watch back. And um, he kind of turned turned the kid in, in, into a savage and, you know, taught him how to fight for himself. But I really I really want to want to direct that movie. It's called Big Shots. It was produced by um, Ivan Reitman. Rest in peace. Shout out to the Reitman estate. Uh, I know his kids are still doing great things based on the foundation that their amazing father uh, laid for them. Um, but he did movies like Ghostbusters, Legal Eagles. Um, 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 what's the, um, this one? I really have to say John Belushi. Um, gosh. Uh, Ghostbusters? Ghostbusters. No. Um, no, John Belushi. This was a movie called. Oh, John Belushi. Yeah, yes, it was yes, it yes. was a big uh... one. It was like um, not Animal House. Um, it was another one. But that that's my point is that's how Harold Ramis got plugged in with Ghostbusters because um, Harold Ramis, you know, was in uh, Caddyshack, and all those guys ran together, and so this was a big deal. Mm. Um, and uh, uh, I, I read for the role, and I was so cold blooded, and I nailed it. I nailed it so real, that, and I knew I did. That after my audition, I actually asked them if I had the job, because <laughs> you knew you knew you I had knew what it. I did. Yeah. Absolutely. And that was something that Chip was able to identify. And so tell us when you landed that role as scam, what was that moment like? I mean, did you I mean, obviously, you you definitely believed in yourself at the time. But did you know for sure that you were going to get that part first? And secondly, so let me say this. I did an interview recently and, 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 and I said I made a statement where I said that I didn't come to Hollywood to make it. I didn't come here, you know, in, my, in a speed wagon with my guitar on my back and pawn everything that I, I, I own you know, to get it, to get, to get my way here. I didn't, I didn't come here on a plane, you know, with a hope and a prayer with only the understanding and knowledge of who I am and knowing who I am. So my point is that a lot of times we know who we are or we know what we're capable of, but we don't have the opportunity to show that, to demonstrate it. My point is I, I knew what I demonstrated and I understood and I knew my worth back then at nine years old, I knew my worth. Hmm. Just like I know my worth now, which is part of the reason why I, 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 I have to move a certain way from this point forward in, 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 in my career. Um, and I made some decisions a few years back that I would only be a part of pro quality project, product, quality projects that, that represented uh, a legacy, integrity and all the good things that 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 we were used to seeing you know as i'm standing up here looking i'm looking at the comedy store on, on sunset you know i'm looking at at um at, at uh at this hollywood the lay of the land and and these people who built this they had a, a vision and it wasn't something that happened overnight it wasn't something that happened in a microwave and it took a lot of people to buy into that vision to 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 bring things to fruition and so um I think that I've always had had a, 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 a 
I've always had a, a, a sight or I was able to peer into that glass, even as a child, because of what I was exposed to from my father, uh, his work ethic, the places he allowed me to to uh, to to be with him. And, um, and, and in addition, my mom, um, who was was really had set a really high standard uh, for us, because once again, we were taught if you was going to do it, you better do it. Don't play with it if you ain't going to stay with it. <laughs> Again, with the Remy, I love that. No, you, you made some very incredible points, and I agree with you there. As far as, you know, being primed for showbiz, it seems like, you know, coming from a family of artists and, and musicians and things of that sort, would you say that you've had a balanced childhood? Because I don't know what that would look like, given that you've been doing this since you were really, really young and also being exposed to it from a really young age. Um, My parents did the best that they could, but you got to remember, things were different back then. I mean, so you kind of had to because we didn't have tablets and phones so we got to play outside i didn't have a normal childhood i missed a lot of my childhood you know but but um i'm, I'm grateful for it because you know by me sacrificing uh certain things that most children um are allowed or have the the, the opportunity to do um it, it it positioned me to be able to to uh to to tap into my purpose uh early on and i, I believe that 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 if you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place, and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. One of the major parts of my purpose is to bring joy and awareness uh, to other people and to speak to the extension of man so that that someone else might find their purpose um, once they hear uh, what I'm saying to the extension of man. Um, and uh, I believe that, that God uses all of us every day. We just have to be open, obedient, and we have to understand that this is God's plan. I mean, you might make somebody smile with the shirt that you decided to put on. You know, that, that was a suggestion that came from, from, from an ethereal place. I mean, just as simple as that. You might decide to smile at somebody at the right time, open someone's door, pump some gas for, for, for a, a, a lady who might be with child because you don't, you know, just because being a good human, you don't want to expose that child to, uh, to, to the fumes, you know, that, 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 that can emit, um, you know, at, while, while, while pumping gas, mm -hmm. little stuff like that, you know? And it translates into a greater thing when you're put on a greater stage. Because if you can't handle being on 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 a, on a, on a, on a corner, if you can't handle you know speaking to some some children at, at, at a school, then then how can you handle being in in in, in front of the world? Everybody Absolutely. wants that world. You know, that, 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 yes. 
Go ahead. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm sorry. Listen, I, I completely agree. I completely agree with you. And I, and I love that you're making those points. And I think this is a wisdom that you acquire, at least you reach once you hit a certain age or certain level of maturity, right? But when you're younger, you don't necessarily have that understanding unless you're, you know, one of the very few people who, you know, as child, you may be very mature. But no, I knew. I, would think I knew. My dad, my, my dad prepared me for it. I knew. Okay. My dad, my dad used to talk okay. to me about it. I knew. That's why, like, for me, like I said, like some of the great things that we're doing, um, with my tech company, some of the great things that we're doing with our production entity, um, you know, some of the moves that we're making, um, you guys will see very soon and it's going to benefit the people because I am AFTP always for the people. Um, And it's a blessing when I get a chance to work with, you know, uh, uh, a lot of the younger generation guys like uh, Leon Thomas Jr. Y'all know who that is, right? Tell our listeners, sorry. Leon, uh, yeah, Leon, Leon, yes, Leon, tell our listeners. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, he was on the show uh, with, with uh, Ariana, Ariana Grande. He's like a, a, a it, it's, um, he actually is an amazing producer. And um, he has a, um, um, an album coming out soon, Leon Thomas III. Um, you guys should look him up. If you don't know who he is, you should know who he is. But my point is this. When I get a chance to work with the younger cats and pour into them and give them the experience, um, things that I've known coming up, uh, I find that a lot of them know it too. They just need the confirmation. And sometimes that's all we need is the affirmation of the confirmation. We have the ability, we have the talent, but sometimes it needs to be affirmed that this is what you're supposed to be doing. You're in the right place at the right time. And that having that understanding, having that understanding works conjun- in conjunction with the talent. And that's why when you find yourself, those people who are naturalists, like one of my favorite actors of all time is Sherman Hemsley, who played George Jefferson. Mm. I mean, um, who my father um, worked with him for years. Um, uh, he, he uh, my father produced and uh, and did the music and, and the arrangements for uh, Sherman's uh, Las Vegas show, um, and uh, and and did music for for. Uh, that shows uh, Amen was was uh, Sherman Hemsley's other hit after the Jeffersons. But my point is this: I would look at look at Sherman Hemsley, and it was just things that he would do naturally, where he wasn't inhibited, where he wasn't afraid to perform, and 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 to keep it natural and organic. And that's that shit you just can't teach, and everybody don't have it. But but as an entertainer, as a performer, when you listen to that, you'll find out why people like Prince would take chances, why people like Buddy Guy. Jimi Hendrix would hit certain notes on the guitar. Why Shaka will sing a certain way? Why Michael would move a certain way? Because they're uninhibited and they're tapped into that 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 higher voice that speaks to the extension of man. Yeah, and I agree with you on that. But it doesn't also take away from the fact that when they have been, you know, groomed to become entertainers and they've been, um, you know, advised of the culture of entertainment they've still been affected by it, give, considering that they've lost the majority of their childhood. So I'm almost wondering how you've managed to stay grounded with just some of the, the wisdom that your father instilled into you. But why was it different for someone like Michael? And I know, granted, the scale is different in terms of, of fame. So I understood that portion of it. But you were pretty famous yourself. Oh, no, I, I was. I mean, in fact, it was a time where I looked at my dad, you know, and I I, I knew I had to go ahead and and, and, and take the torch and, and you know, and, uh, and and run the race for him because I felt like my dad, um, he, he didn't get enough of the shine that he deserved. My dad made a lot of hits and made a lot of stars and made a lot of people, and he didn't get, get didn't get the credit, which is why every interview I do, I mention Chip Fields' name. And I want y'all to know who Chip Fields is. Um, 
you know, there are a lot of people who who their pride and their ego is so huge that they won't they won't even a lot of people that put them in the game to have no shine, which is a shame. Um, but but my point is that um, I feel like I feel like we all have a contribution to make. And you're right. There are a lot of people who 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 they don't get it on day one. Um, I didn't get it on day one, but I had a mama that wasn't no joke. And 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 coming from where I'm from, like you know, my mom she would go upside my head. My mama made sure that I, literally, my mama would make sure that I took out the trash. My mama made sure I stayed grounded, no matter how much money I was making, no matter what my experience was at that time. And I believe that it's really important to keep yourself surrounded with people who understand who you are, but more importantly, understand what you mean and what who you are means to the bigger picture. And that's how people lose themselves because I believe that sometimes you can believe your own hype and you forget that that's not who I am, that, that that's a part or extension of, 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 who, of, of who I am. And what you're building. Absolutely. Absolutely. Beautiful point. I love that. You know, and of course, you know, often when we hear about, you know, former child actors, we we hear about how the industry manipulates and exploits them. Um, have you personally experienced anything of that nature, oh, even in terms of bad I, deals? I, yeah, absolutely. I've experienced I, I got so much stuff. I mean, I listen, I mean, straight up and down. It's so funny. I was talking to a, a friend of mine um, and, and, and he's a writer, um, you know, and as you see, guys, you know, pray for the writers. And the actors that are on strike, um, um, you know, continue to, to lend your support. We can't do it without you guys. But we were talking, and there's so many experiences. Listen, straight up and down, Hollywood creates codependence. Just straight up and down. And so one of the things that I've worked hard to do is to make sure that I was always independent in the best possible way I could be to be able to do for myself. And, 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 and a lot of people think that, that being a star means that you have a chef. Being a star means that you have a personal trainer. Being a star means you have a driver. Listen, I still drive myself. I cook for myself. Um, you know, shit. If I need to, I iron my, I, I, I iron. I, I do my laundry. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like it's 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 those little things that keep you tapped in as a human. Because if you're not a if you're not a good human, you're not gonna be a good a good anything else first. You can be the greatest athlete in the world. I mean, Mike Tyson has an amazing quote. He says, "I know a lot of uh, 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 great people that that aren't good people." So you got to be a, a, a solid human being first. Mm. And so that's what I strive for every day is to be as solid as I can be and everything else will fall in line. That's my belief. Yes, I, com I completely agree with you. Completely agree with you. And so when you talk about this codependence, if you can elaborate just a little bit more, because for us, we don't know, right? We're not in the entertainment industry per se. We're in this Web3 space, but, you know, you're in it. So what does that codependence look like? What are we codependent on? I mean, listen, first off, fame is the biggest drug in the world and there ain't no rehab for it. And <laughs> hey, you get that first hit or hear the crowd chant your name or hear some girls scream for you when you run out because <laughs> you a heartthrob you could be chasing it if you're not grounded I'm not chasing nothing that don't want me so you know um, my, my thing is I just believe that that um, it's important to understand first who you are and, and like I said the codependency is sometimes it, like you may have an agent or you may have you know, I have I have somebody that, that you know, um, okay, small example, somebody that purchases your cars, car broker. You know, I still feel like even if you have a car broker or somebody that works with you on, 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 on getting your vehicles where you don't even have to go to the dealership, I believe that you should still know the mechanics of how a vehicle is purchased. 
You should know the state tax. If you live in somewhere, you should know what the registration costs. You should know these things because you can get so high up that you don't know how to, to operate when it's time to come down and everybody comes down. Mm. Life is cyclical. It's all circles. It's like a doorknob. Everybody get a turn. You know what I'm saying? Some get more mm. turns than others. Depending on which door you're trying to go into. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, yeah. What, what door you are. You know what I'm saying? What door you going into. So I, I just believe that that um you have to know these things and you have to understand it. Now, the other part is this. A lot of people like to stay grounded spiritually. Well, I always say you cannot be so heavenly minded that you're no earthly good. So I don't want to have all these lofty goals and all these thoughts and, you know, all this stuff that I know in my spirit, but I can't commit, I, I can't commit uh, 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 or, or, or communicate to, allow, to get someone else to commit to it because they don't understand where I am. But remember this, I will never return to where I left you to comfort you. So you better keep up. So you better keep up. Keep up. That's a great point. Keep up. Because we got to grow. That's, that's a it's phenomenal about, It's about point. growing. We, and that's what a lot of time I, I believe Hollywood doesn't want to see. You know, they don't, they don't want to see somebody outgrow a situation. Because if, 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 if there's growth, then, then, then some folks feel like, why, 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 why would this person need me? You know? Mm. I, mean, I, I mean, just keeping it real, listen. Since you're trying to get into it, we on Twitter, so I can talk my shit. I mean, Let, let's get into listen, it, brother. I've this seen, why you're here. I, I've seen reps. I've seen. I've seen. You know, chemical dependency come from 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 repre represent representatives, bad behavior from their agents. Mm -hmm. You want to have somebody got on dope? Look at the agent. Well, that's a good point. That, that's a good point to make. So, I mean, you know, when you reach your stardom, you know, I'm sure that your mom isn't always with you at this point, right? My so mom was a hater. Did you have my mom was a hater. Hey listen, so listen, crazy bone, <laughs> crazy bone to tell y'all. Crazy, lazy, busy my dog. They they every time I see them, they remind me how I used to buy my weed from Easy E. See, everybody running around here talking about Easy E died broke. Easy didn't die broke. Easy was the, the whole chronic, that was Easy's movement. Shoot, I used to buy my weed from Easy back in the day. <laughs> Hey Elon, I told you I got better weed than you, homie. Let's let's let's, let's smoke on it, dog. But yeah, Elon, how <laughs> that's your boy. Listen, so so I'm trying to understand. You know, when I look back at you know artists like, or I should say, entertainers like a Drew Barrymore, who I you know I learned that she was going to Drew Barrymore really White, and, and she a Barrymore. She don't count. Oh, right, 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 but I'm just saying, fair enough. And so now she's talented you, as hell, right? and, she, and, so and she, she's still sexy, and she want to be Drew can get it. But she a Barrymore, and she white. She don't count. <laughs> well, in, in your case, were you going to parties at a very young age? Obviously, there had to have been some level of exposure to you know to towards your fame. I mean, you've been exposed to a lot, right? So I just want to know from your from your word from your mouth rather, you know, having the fame, having the access. Has that shaped your understanding or perception of love? Because I know some, you know, actors may stay single forever, not believe in monogamy. Some may have a harem. Hey, listen, listen, uh, listen, and listen. That all comes from whatever they've been exposed listen, to. Right? Listen, listen, listen. I've, I've been married four and a half times. Okay, I got three baby mamas, so you got the right one, baby. All right, uh, I'm gonna be single forever. I'm never getting married again. Um, and I just honestly believe because nothing is greater than my calling. Nothing. Not not no love. Nothing else is greater than my calling. And my calling is not just to be famous. 
is to speak to the extension of man. And sometimes you get, you, you get involved in relationships with people who don't understand what your purpose is. And they're, they're in love with the idea of being in love with you. They're in love with the idea of being in love with a celebrity. They're in love with the idea of being with someone who's influential, who has influence. I, I can't sift through any of that anymore to find love. So I find love and what loves me, who loves me. I know my family loves me. I know that I have people in my circle who love me. Um, I have an amazing relationship with my brother and my sister, which is very difficult to do. I work with, 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 with some great people um, who really have my back, who really understand who I am and want to see me uh, 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 at my into, uh, see me into my next evolution. They want to see me into my next tipping point. Um, so that's what I love. Um, I'm in love with being a CEO. I'm in love with being a boss. I'm in love with continuing to show, show you guys what you don't know about me. That's what I'm in love with. So, you know, uh, for me, I don't have no girlfriend. I don't have no wife no more. And I'm not looking for one. Um, I can't speak for other people. And, and, and to be quite honest, in this day and age, it's so difficult because we don't value people anymore. We don't value relationships. See, I, I value relationships. Like, you know, my tech company, um, um, that's Guardian Technologies. Shout out. Shout out. Um, you know, we, we, we're in a new venture. Um, and some of the people that, that are working with the company are relationships I've had for 30 years. 30 mm. years. 25 years. 20 years. I've known people. And I could just call people and say, hey, man, we're working on this project. I'd love for you to consider it. I want you to check it out and see, see what it is. And, and these people will show up because I've called. Today, we treat people like the newest iPhone. We throw people away. We don't value people. And so, and, and then, you know, imagine this, you know, what if, what if I have a leading lady in a movie and I have to, to, to be, to make nice with her, or we have to go on a campaign to promote this chemistry that we have. And I, I, I post a picture um, on, on, on social media. I've actually had women who, who, who will really literally say, literally say, why are you posting, why are you posting this chick on your social media? What you doing? I can't answer them kind of questions and I refuse to. So I'm, that's just, <laughs> you know, ain't got nothing to do with me. There he is. <laughs> so I'm going to reframe this question and be a little bit more direct. Do you think that, you know, your experiences, uh, you know, being a heartthrob has affected your perception of love? What's love got to do, got to do with <laughs> What's love but a secondhand emotion. Oh, Lord. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I think that it's affected anybody who would have the, the pleasure and, and the, um, the privilege of loving me. That's what I think. I think that my being a heartthrob, my experience would probably affect anybody who could love me. It ain't, it's not me. I had to stop asking what was wrong with me and looking at what's right with me. And what's right with, with me mm. is I was not built to do what the normal status quo is. I'm not here to come here and make somebody else uh, 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 wealthy, even though my purpose is to make other people a lot of money. That's what I want to do. I want to make everybody I, I rock with a whole lot of money. But my purpose wasn't to come here and to have a picket fence and, and to live in Cape Cod somewhere. That's not what my purpose is. Now, if that's your purpose, that's cool. But I'm not here to, to, to procreate and to show my, my, my virility uh, or, 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 you know, my masculinity by how many babies I can make. That's not what I'm here for. Even though I have a gang of babies. <laughs> <laughs> <Take serious. laughs> 
<laughs> I was just going to say, wait a minute. <laughs> Yo, Darius, you're absolutely phenomenal. Now, the thing I wanted to, to know, and I mean, you're a showman, you know, obviously you get on stage, you're, you're, you're on your toes, you're sharp, you know, you're witty. Do you always feel like you have to stay on in order to maintain some level of credibility to your, you know, to your being? Or is it that who is Darius outside of this? I mean, that's part of the problem is, uh, Oh, he's losing. Oh, did we lose him? Uh oh, oh hold on, guys. Okay. Yeah, I'll take your time, bro. You're probably uh, out of. Uh... It's it's the ex-wife's prayers. It has to be. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give him a second to load, guys. In the meantime, between yeah. them, go ahead and read the now? room. Can you hear me? Yes, you're coming in. Yes. I'm beautiful. black. I'm beautiful. black. I'm, I'm black and I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> um, no. So so my thing is this, guys. Stars are meant to burn out. And so at the end of the day, I know that, listen, Jim Morrison said nobody gets out of here alive, right? Nobody makes out alive. So I, I, I understand it. But what I'm learning to do is to conserve as much energy as I can to keep as much and save as much for myself and those who I love as I can. But uh, I just was talking to, uh, to some of my, my reps and some of the people on my team. I get tired of being on all the time. Uh, but, but, but listen, if you're a boxer, you have to stay sharp. you a warrior, you got to stay sharp. And so um, I, I do feel like I have to always be on top of my game. I have to always be um, at, 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 uh, 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 at the precipice of greatness, always. In addition to that, um, I feel like you have to know when. So I just stay in the mode. So that's why you say I'm always rhyming. That's how I keep myself sharp. You know, the way I talk, that's how I keep myself, how I keep myself on point. Uh, rather, I find that there's a theme in California. Most people from L.A. in particular are quite funny. Uh, I think we had Eric Bellinger, who was absolutely hilarious last time we had him on here as well. And I find it, you know, even if you think about like, um, uh, what's his name? Ray J. Uh, you're also comedic. Wait a I minute. Where, where that, yeah, I wonder where that's coming from, right? Shout out to Ray J. Shout out to Ray J. Yeah. Where does it come from? I mean, listen. Ew. First off, if you can't laugh at yourself or laugh at a situation, you're going to spend a lot of time crying if you're trying to make it in Hollywood. You know? Um, I don't call this Hollywood. I call it Hollywood. Because this shit is ghetto. And it wouldn't be the first time I've heard that. That that's a fact. And so let let's get into to you know I want to talk about scandals just a little bit here. And this is not getting into deep details, but scandals. I'm scandals. talking about <laughs> marvelous, <laughs> baby. Can't you see anything you ever dreamed of? I'm willing to be. Tonight's gonna be scandalous. Cause tonight I'm gonna be your fantasy. Baby. Wow. You sound good. Um, Baby. You already know Hollywood has Baby. <laughs> obsession with the fall of entertainers. You've had your fair share of scandals, of course, in the tabloids. Has, you know, has any of these tabloid scandals, rumors derailed any opportunities for you? I'm just curious to know. And of course, how do you overcome something like that when it does happen? Uh, to quote 
Dr. Dre, it's not that I don't pay it. I'm, I'm, I'm too big to pay attention to the rumors. I'm just, I'm, I'm just, uh, I don't have the time. I don't have the time to pay attention to it. But I will say one thing that's cold-blooded is when people involve children. And that is one of the things that derailed Michael Jackson was the demonization, the discrediting, and the destruction of his, his character because of his love for children. And so when I've had uh, my, my, my children involved in lies and scandal, um, it's something that is very difficult to come back from. And uh, I think that if I was a lesser person or if I would have had less of a support group, I don't think it's something I would have been able to handle. Um, uh, you know, but listen, you have to understand something. The same, the same companies that build you up are the same companies that tear you down in this industry. I mean, mm. if you look at, at, at Fox News, if you look at it, I mean, why do you think uh, Ted Turner had, had made CNN? CNN made more money than TNT. It made more money than TBS because it was a news, it's a news network. So uh, the same companies that build you up, tear you down. Uh, because, you know, uh, can I be real? Always. A hoe is going to always run to her pimp for protection. You dig? Mm. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. But now, you know, you were yeah. spell some rumors involving, you know, certain someone who is no stranger to, to tabloids and, and drama and things of that sort. And so I was wondering, and it, it just kind of got me thinking, really, um, you know, we all know that being mentioned in the media in the context of a scandal or controversy has some, some, it's proven beneficial with respect to staying relevant, right? So that leads to kind of ask you how much of what, how much of what you've done in, in terms of the tabloids or what you've seen in tabloids is entertainment and how much of it is actually real? Well, listen, I'm going to say this. I come from an era when somebody would make an accusation or an allegation and you would even respond. A representative from your camp would respond. Now we're in an era where somebody can say whatever they want to. And if you don't exhaust your resources to refute what was said, not what was done, what was said, you're in question. Um, and right. that, that shows you how much people believe what they read and what they hear. And um, it's really sad that uh, especially in uh, the African-American world, uh, which, listen, no shade, uh, no disrespect to nobody. Um, I, I didn't come from the independent film world. I didn't, I, mm -hmm. you know, I, I got mine out the mud and I was groomed by the best. But I started off in a major motion picture, a feature film. My first movie premiered at the Egyptian theater. OK, so um, <laughs> I'm, I'm built a little bit different, y'all. You know what I'm saying? And, and what I've noticed is that in the in the black world, you know, we don't have a, a concrete loop in. In, 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 in uh, we don't have a uh, concrete loop and and uh, what's that other thing called neighborhood talks and and uh, uh, we don't have uh, what's that other thing called shade, shade room, room. And all of that yes, stuff. Yes. You don't see Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt on the shade room. You don't see you know you don't see um, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio on neighborhood talks. You don't see that. And unfortunately, it's something that has been perpetuated in the African American industry. And it's something that that is really sad that 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 we are forced to deal with in the black community. I don't say African-American, um, 
uh, in the black community is something that's really sad we're forced to deal with. And it's something we don't have the luxury of doing. We don't have the luxury of, of tearing each other down. We don't have the luxury of spreading rumors. And it's so sad how we'll run tell that if it's bad. But we, but, but we haven't learned the other side of the coin. We don't run tell that when it's good. Yeah, this is true. So but just to kind of, I'm, I'm gonna, I will push back, Darius, only because, uh, you know, the shade rooms and the neighborhood talks and in in the in the world stars, those wouldn't have been a thing if it wasn't for the People's Magazine, the Cosmos, and and the tablets like the TMZs and what have you, right? I, 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 I get it. I, I, I get it, MZ. I'm not. I'm not. Mm -hmm. I'm not throwing any shade to them. I'm not mad at them. But let's keep it real. We don't even mm -hmm. have a black news company. We don't That's... even have a black a black. We don't even have news anchors that are paid from a, from a black news company Absolutely. so why so if we don't have that then honestly what why, why, why are we running around gossiping sit me at a table where people talk about numbers and deals that will change the world not people mm. small minds talk about people I mean, you said it yourself, small minds talk about people, or discuss other people, you know, mediocre minds discuss ideas and great minds discuss how to change the world. Exactly. And let me tell you something, it's only three types of people. And the third person that really honestly isn't, isn't worth mentioning, in my opinion, but there's two types of people, three types of people. It's those who make things happen, then the other type of person, those who watch things happen. And then the third type of person, like I said, who I don't even talk about, is those who talk about people who make things happen and talk about people who are watching things happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, Darius, in your opinion, because you've seen the evolution of entertainment as a whole, what are the key differences that you've witnessed from the past to now? What are the core, you know, things that you picked up from the evolution, from the change that you feel couldn't or shouldn't have changed, perhaps, maybe, or is is a benefit to the entertainment industry. Yo, what, what, what's the cross street? What's the cross street? Um, I'm sorry, y'all. That's 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 jam in the car. That's one of the greatest songwriters in the world. We on we on the way to, to Big Percy's uh, uh 60th birthday party right now. So we oh, about to shit. Pull Big yeah, Percy, Percy yeah. 60, is it 60, 30, yeah. 60? Yeah, yeah, but but MJ, to answer your question, um, um, one of the things that I, I, I've seen change the game is. Social media, even before social media, you know, um, like I said, you weren't paid for your potential. You were paid mm -hmm. based on what you accomplished and what you proved that you could accomplish. Um, you know, these days I feel like we have way too many, we have way too many flashlights and not enough stars. And the flashlights are all pointing in the wrong direction. Um, flashlights turn on and off, batteries run low, they're done. Um, stars shine and stars shine till they burn out. Stars give everything. Stars, mm -hmm. stars, stars are shining in the daytime. You just can't see them. And, and there's so many stars that we've walked by, overlooked. People uh, uh, say, I hate the term underrated. Because if you've made it, you're not underrated. <laughs> if you made yeah. it, you're not underrated. You know, yeah. but it, it just means that, 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 that everybody ain't paying attention to what they need to be paying attention to. So um, in this day and age, you know, I feel like that, 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 that this, this, has, has, this era has made people believe that they're capable of, of performing greatness. I'm not finna go try and turn the water into wine. I'm not finna try and walk on water. I'm not finna even try it. Even if it was a YouTube channel dedicated to it, where I could be YouTube certified for turning water into wine, or, or I could I could be able to walk on water if I if I learned it on YouTube and I could get be a YouTube certified water walker. I'm not fucking with that. That's Jesus' job. That's what Jesus did. 
And listen, oh, listen, and, the, and listen, listen, to run it back, to run it back to what you were saying, mm-hmm. listen, I'm, I'm at the BET Awards, and, and, and Neighborhood Talks going to ask me a stupid question, and I gave them an ignorant response, and it went it went, it went, went viral, because I know how to create a viral, viral moment for you, right? I'm going to give you what you mm-hmm. want if you come around here looking for it, and I'll tell you you don't want it no more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, 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 but I have to think about this. Only at the BET Awards have I been asked some of the dumbest shit ever. I just had a flashback. The Oscars, I ain't been asked no dumb shit. The Emmys, ain't nobody asking nothing ignorant, but leave it to us to ask some dumb shit at the BET Awards. Well, in your opinion, Darius, how do you how do you suppose that we are able to shift? Because it seems like we have a high con- level of consumers that love and thrive in sort of the demise of, you know, an actor or an entertainer. So I'm just kind of wondering, in your opinion, what do you think the reason is behind that? Once again, I think that so many people now feel like they can do it. And I want to inspire. You understand how, how the blessing it is for me. When somebody comes up to me and says, hey, man, I learned to speak English watching you. Or somebody comes up to me and says, hey, man, you were one of my favorites growing up. And I did what I did because of you, man. And I'm not talking about I, I, I'm not a name dropper like that, but I will drop some names. You know what I'm saying? I just had to I had to do a whole lot of picking up if I start dropping names. You know, so I got to keep them names with me. You know, I got to. So I'm not going to do that. But I'm talking about these are like like really major players who come up to me and say, dude, like you really inspired me, man. Like. You, you, you continue to inspire me. My thing is this. I feel like if we focus more on that instead of focusing on what kind of car we got, what kind of house we have. Listen, it's not our fault, black people. OK, we, 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 we come from we come from some some terrible stuff in this country. And they, and they still they still try to figure out how to, how to tear us down. All minorities, even the Latinos and y'all Latinos. I love y'all. OK, that listen, my, my, if I do get another wife, she's going to be Latino or Filipino. OK. Either way, but let me say something. Y'all the new niggas. Oh, I, I said the N-word. I'm sorry. Uh-oh. <laughs> Y'all the new niggas. And, and, and listen, us as black folk, we got tired of being whooped on, building everybody else's shit and not being able to sit. We got tired of it. So you had people like Frank Sinatra who would say, hey, if my friend Nat King Cole can't come through the front door, I'm not coming to this club. Or people like Marilyn Monroe who said, um, you know, Ella Fitzgerald, thank you, Jam. I, you know, I was reaching for it. I, who said, if Ella Fitzgerald uh, uh, can play here, I'll be here every week to support her. But we don't talk about that. We don't see the unity in the community. We don't see that anymore. We have to really start reaching back. And we have to understand whose shoulders we're standing on, why we're standing, and where we're standing. Absolutely. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And, you know. We start doing if- that. I think, I think it's going to turn around and we'll be okay. You know, and I think that there's some younger entertainers who want to reach back, who want to pay homage, who, who 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 really believe, you know, that 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 that, that is a part of part of their calling. I I believe that, you know, and uh, and I think that 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 that, uh, that 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 those cats are the cats that need that, that deserve to have a shine. Those are the cats that, that we need to focus on. You know, it's a lot of buffoonery out here, and it's so sad. And I'm gonna bring it back one more time uh, to the to, to black folks. Listen, you understand something. You didn't hear Elder Bards singing, put your booty on me. Let me see you twerk it. Let me see you work it, girl. Elder Bards said, Elder Bards said, I know just how you feel, but this time it's for real. In time it will reveal the special love that's deep inside of us will all reveal in time. That's what Elle said. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, you know, you listen to, 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 to Shanice singing, I love your smile. Tracy Spencer, 
You know, uh, shout out to Shanice. Shout out to Shanice. You know, um, they didn't have to take their clothes off to do what they did, which made it harder because they weren't objectified, even though they were objectified. But it didn't. It didn't omit that. It didn't. It didn't. Add, it didn't emit that into the atmosphere. So it was omitted from 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 your fears. Yeah, and you know what? There, there's definitely some truth to that, of course. But we live in a different era where now um, hypersexuality is considered freedom. It's not uh, necessarily considered uh, what it was considered before. There's a level of taboo surrounding it, absolutely. and so. How do you shift that narrative and bring it back to morality or something of that hey, sort? Listen, anyway. listen, listen. I, I, I'm not saying that I don't want I, I don't I don't want to see no sexiness, okay? But I will say this: in Europe, the way that their programming, the way that their programming is, is they grow up, children grow up, and they see frontal nudity. They see frontal. I'm sorry, y'all. My Uber driver is fanning out right now. <laughs> yes, Paul. Yes, it's me. Hey, baby. Um, <laughs> So, so, um, hi, Paul, Paul what, what country are you from? <laughs> you from Vietnam and you know my black ass? Wow. <laughs> hey, baby. Hey, so, 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 so back to what I was saying though, it's like over in Europe, over in Europe, they show frontal nudity. So therefore the body is not objectified. However, they won't, they won't show, Paul, I'm doing an interview. You gotta be quiet, baby. <laughs> so, so, so thank you, Paul. You're the best. So, um, um, you know, they, 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 they'll show you, they'll show, they won't show someone getting killed by a gun. So therefore the value that's placed on life is much higher than what we see and what our programming is. I mean, let's keep it real. Like, like there was a whole a period in time where if you wasn't talking about gangster rapper killing and shooting motherfuckers, this, you wasn't getting a deal. Yeah. Absolutely. But once again, it goes back to us as blacks being the biggest consumer. We're spending up, 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 upwards of a of over a billion dollars a year. I think it's almost a trillion dollars now a year. Listen, if all black folks shut down and said we're not shopping shopping at Target for a month, you know how hurt Target would be. If all black folks said, "Hey, you know we don't shop at Walmart at all," you know how hurt they would be. Hey, we're not doing Subway this month, y'all. No Subway this month. Hey, y'all. Hey, hey, let's show them how much power we got this month. This week, we only going to buy from three gas stations. See, but we don't think like that. We too busy showing our outfit of the day. We too busy twerking, take the sink selfies. Mm. We too busy talking about somebody else's business. We too busy running run and tell that. We too busy uh, on, on, on neighborhood talks and world star. You know what I'm saying? To, to think like that. So, you know, it is what it is for right now. But, but I, I, I do think there's hope for the future. Absolutely. And okay. And I, I know that you're almost at your destination too. And we want to definitely open up the floor for the listeners to ask you some questions because I know they do have some, but I definitely want to uh, know. So, you know, of course with emerging technologies, you're into tech. Um, you know, you talk about changing this narrative that we sort of have fallen into. Do, how do you see, or how do you foresee the digital world um, movement, if you will, shifting this narrative for black and brown people the, the, the only way it's going to shift is if we take control of it listen i hate when i go to a school and i speak to children and i say okay how many how many rappers do i have and every hand go up we don't need no more motherfucking rappers excuse my french we don't need no more motherfucking actors excuse my french right. is that You're french right. we don't need no more motherfucking athletes we need directors we need producers we need we need we need more scientists. We need more developers techs. We need and, doctors, yeah. developers. Mm -hmm. We need that. And the only way that we're going to be able to deal with AI 
is to integrate and to understand that AI can't be great without us. Technology is nothing without us. And we have to, we can't be lazy. You know, all you artists, if, if you're singing, try to sing something without auto-tune. I know that that's the sound. I know that that's what it is, but it's the sound because we made it that. Try to do something different. If you're doing what everybody else is doing, all you're going to get is what everybody else has gotten. And I don't want what nobody else got, especially I don't want what no black folks got because they ain't giving us niggas shit. Oh, I'm sorry. I said, damn. damn. I said, I, I'm, just, I'm so bad. I said it two times in this interview. Damn. I'm sorry. Rob is on my head, y'all. Rob, I'm with my attorney. Uh, Rob Ross. Uh, you know, okay. shout out to Rob Ross. Huh? I'm a black woman. You're talking to a, you, you got the host who's a black I man. You you gotta, no. no, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, <laughs> he's a nigga. I, <laughs> no, just I, I was next in line and I didn't even know it. <laughs> that Girl, is funny. Your phone number. Did we lose him again? Oh, Lord. Can you hear me? Hello? Hello? Yeah, we hear you now. Yeah. Okay, I'm right here. I hear you now. Yeah, uh, that yeah, was yeah. the Lord. Prote- no, that was the Lord protecting me. It was the Lord protecting me. I didn't have to hear it. <laughs> so, uh oh. <laughs> I'm just messing with you, Derek. Darius, uh-huh. um, I'm just messing with you. You know, uh, your Uber driver is extremely excited to have you in the car. So I mean, listen, you're still that guy. You're still that po, guy. Poe, Poe, the sweetheart. Thank you, yes. Poe. You God bless her. Well, listen. Um, I want to know what it is that you got going on right now. Let let the listeners know how we can actually support you. So you're into fintech guys, right now, please. Yeah, yeah, guys. If you see anything with the name T M E G, support it. Damn, Poe. Oh, Poe. She got. I got her excited. She hit the curb, y'all. Um, if you see anything with the name T M E G on it, support it. Please follow me on all social media platforms uh, to keep up with me. Um, I have a podcast now um, called, uh, I got a podcast, uh, it's called I'm Not Laughing, we're about to start production back up. Um, I'm working with, uh, my, 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 Fipo, my technology company is called as Guardian Technologies, um, uh, High Heat Records, uh, and please just support the McCurry name um, and continue to stay with me, because uh, I'm stuck here um, in this ghetto motherfucker with y'all. Um, but I, I, I got a gang of stuff that I'm doing. Um, I, I got a film out right now on Tubi called uh, Sebastian, directed by Man Robinson, who's a great, great director. Um, go follow him on all pl- uh, social media platforms as well. Uh, executive produced by Tori Hart, uh, produced by myself. Um, and make sure uh, you drop a heart and put my name when you follow him. Tag his name. I hope you guys heard that. And so I'm going to bring some people up. I know that you have probably, what, a minute or two to spare. Can you do that for us? Yes, I can. Wonderful, wonderful. So let me bring some people up here because I know some people had some questions. But while we do that, French, I know you wanted to add something to the conversation as well. So go ahead and do that while I bring some folks up. Yeah, no, listen, it's busy, but we're definitely going to connect. Uh, I'm, I'm going to get in touch with uh, Courtney, and then we need to connect because we're in tech as well. Like, you know, we're in Web3, so I definitely want to... Oh, yeah, Web3. Oh, yeah, we on that. Hey. Yeah, we definitely need to build some synergy and stuff. So I'm definitely going to, uh, you know, in back channel, like, you know... Oh, we definitely we got to. Yeah. Um, do me a uh, favor on, on, on Instagram and go follow uh, Bobby Legend. Hey, what's up, right. family? Right on, man. Right on, man. Yeah, yeah, Bobby Legend, man. Follow uh, uh, Bobby Legend on Instagram. 
um, that, that's my, 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 my business partner um, uh, as Guardian Technology. So, I mean, man, when I tell you the stuff that we got, what we're doing, I, I don't even like to talk about it because, you know, people don't have innovation no more, man. Everybody steal everything nowadays, man. And then, <laughs> and then they be running off running off with half the drip, making everybody else look look a trip. We be looking bad because you only got a little portion of what I really got to give you, but you ran off and did it by yourself and blew up the whole ship. Yeah. No, for real. No, I ain't talking about it. Yeah, we definitely gonna talk about it. Like you know, uh, guys, I know you guys are on stage. Make it quick because the brother got like gotta be uh, uh, somewhere. If, like so, make it quick. One question and then like you know, we can do it. Right. Yes, let's. Uh, we've got Sapphire up here. We've got Rocky up here, and I think we had Mindset, but I'm not sure where he is right now. So go ahead, Sapphire. The floor is yours. Director, question at Darius. Thank you. Hey, Sapphire. How you doing? I'm good. Peace. I just wanted to tell you this has been thoroughly. Uh, my stomach hurt, started hurting from the beginning. Like you're funny, you're wise, and I love how free you are. You're you're so such a free spirit. It's in it's uh stimulating but i was going to ask is there a role that you either turned Thank down you. or a role that you've never been offered that you like a dream role you wish you would have either done or that you have yet to do you know what um i only want what's for me um i mean i don't like to talk about my dreams because people have a way of, of fucking him up uh but um i, I would love love to play a, a tortured musician um, because there's so much range there and so much that you'd have to, and people really don't understand, like musicians have the hardest lives. I mean, it's so, so hard. Um, I've watched my dad. Um, I've watched a lot of greats. Um, you know, it, it's, it's a very difficult place to be. Um, uh, a movie that I didn't get that I was really disappointed that I didn't get was a uh, drumline. Um, and, uh, it probably would have been more of an epic film if they would have done some better casting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sapphire. Did that answer your question, Sapphire? It did. Thank you. And shout out in PCU, Fred and UMJ. And Thank you. Shout out to PCU. Say words. All right. All right. Rocky. Rocky. Yo, what, what's up, Darius? Yo, I'm so sorry. I'm I'm laughing at the the Nick Cannon shot just now. That was hilarious. But, um, <laughs> but, um, Love you, Nick. You did good. You put a name but, to um, it. Like, <laughs> damn man, yeah. why you why, why you starting beef? I didn't I didn't even say a name. That's fucked but, up, listen, man. They, listen, I, I, I love Nick. I love Nick. They call me the Nick Cannon of Web Three. Um, but on a serious oh, note, man, um, I'm a big fan. Um, and I really want to ask a lot of stuff about family matters, but I'm not going to do that. Um, what I do want to ask you is what advice do you give to someone who's like super close to making it, whether it be in the music industry or into Hollywood, it's all one and the same, pretty much somebody who's right there, but just has somebody who's right at the precipice. Somebody who's right yeah, at the precipice. Like, what I would, yeah, what I would say, what I would say to that person is, never arrive. Once you arrive, you'll, you'll, you'll cease to strive. So never arrive, man, and don't believe the hype, and damn sure don't believe your own press kit. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. Awesome. Thank you, guys. All right, Frenchie. I don't know if you have any final words. Let's get him out of here because I know he's got a party to, to get definitely, to. Definitely. And he needs to find his I, Filipino I, tonight. Well, you know, it's cool. I'll take one more question because that was only two. So I'll do one more. You know what I'm saying? So, so we can more, do the Trinity. I like triangles. If y'all good with it, I'm good with it. 
<laughs> Absolutely. Let me bring somebody up for you. Hang on a second here. I love a good love triangle. Mm. Don't tell me that. Hey, girl. You better stop playing with me. <laughs> I'm not Filipino. Right? No. Hey. <laughs> MJ. <laughs> stop playing with me. <laughs> All right. Uh, bear with me here. Frenchie, I know you had some questions about Web3 because I, I'm, I'm curious to know how we can bring him in here into what we, we got going on. No, definitely. We gotta, hey, hey, y'all, for real, we need to talk. Like, for real. Y'all, you, no, no, you, for got, real, you for got, real. got my contact. Reach out to Courtney. Courtney, know what we're doing. Yeah, you know definitely. Like, like, like for real, like I'm telling you, like the stuff that we have, it's so next level, man. Like I, I um I fell into it three years ago. Um and um I've always I always known Hollywood, you know, what would, would be taking this 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 turn. I always knew that the world would be taking this turn. But I do I did I had no idea that it was gonna be what we're doing and how we're doing it right now and what we're about to bust on the scene with. I'm excited. Um I, I'm I'm humbled, I'm I'm honored. Um, Justin, Bobby, like uh, me, my team, um, uh, these guys are amazing. And, uh, it's, it's so cool to have a squad to where you can say, Hey guys, can we, and they like, before you get out, they're like, yes, we can. Nah, that's <laughs> dope. Yeah, exactly. No, that's dope. Darius, I think Darius is here. Like Darius. Yes. Go ahead, bro. Yo, what up, twin? <laughs> what up, twin? <laughs> Yo, you are Hey man, that's a cold name you got. Hey, where you get that name hey, where from? Where you get that name from, man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. You already know what my question is. What's the best part about being a Darius out here, fam? Let's go. <laughs> hey, man. If you know what our name means, it means man of many possessions. And uh, I've been blessed to possess a lot of things, but one of the greatest things that God blessed me with is my character. And uh, I'm a man of integrity, a man of character. And uh, when you say my name out here in these streets, and uh, and you mention it in corporate. Uh, like I said, 30 years of relationships, 25 plus, 20 years and up, everybody, man. It's very few people that have something bad to say. Only person that you might get to say something bad is one or two of my ex-wives and a couple of cats that I ain't loan money to. <laughs> and just like that. Respect. We out here. So respect <laughs> his name, man. So respect on his name. A man of many positions. All right. So I want to go ahead and thank you all for joining us, y'all, on the call. Thank you, guys. You Thanks a lot, Darius. He didn't even catch it. All right. I got Thank it. Man. I caught you. I love it. I heard you, girl. <laughs> you funny. Hey, girl, I'm about to slide your DMs. Hey. <laughs> oh, shit. Fuck around and find out fucking with me. Oh, man, I am crying right now. Hey, hey it's the reason why Superhead jumped on the back of my car. Huh? You found out we had the real superhead. And listen, there was earlier. I think I saw Heather. Heather was here, right? Heather Hunter. Heather Hunter. She sure yeah, was. She's, she's a sister of the show too. She was here, like you know, what I mean, keeping. But man, there is. I love thing. Heather. Yeah, she's, appreciate she's you, brother. People. We appreciate you guys. Man, thank you for everything, man. Like we definitely gonna connect. I will call uh, uh Courtney like in a bit. But like you know, yeah, this yeah. Shout out show. to Courtney. Shout yeah, out to CB. Yeah, definitely. Shout out to CB for sure. Um, right. And man, thank you. Thanks a lot. And uh, keep keep going. Keep doing what you do, man. Uh, you're a legend in here in the street. So uh, I definitely appreciate what you did for us today, man. Man, thank you guys, man. Hey, Big Percy just walking up right now. Man, happy, happy six oh, years birthday, man. He's live. Like, you know, it's just recorded, too. <laughs> He's live. Y'all want to say hi to him? Of course. Yeah. Like, All right, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me... Hold on, let me let me let me get in right now. Hold up. 
What's up, fam? What's up? Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, uh. Come on. Yeah, uh. Who you with? Got it? What's you? What's your mom? Hey, uh. Hey, uh. Look, uh. They want to say, hey, what's up? Hey, I'm doing an interview. What up, hey, y'all? You got 40 people here that want to say happy birthday to Big Bird. Happy birthday, yes, sir. Happy birthday yeah. after six years. 50 years of hip hop, 50 years of me, 50 years of pee on them. Come on. Hey, 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 vote for me, crazy. not the bitch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's real family battles right there. You did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, Thank you so much for joining us on the Culture Talk episode 43, powered by the CEO of the Culture Cards NFT, Fred Frenchie, in partnership with the number one hip hop podcast, Drink Champs. A special thank you to our amazing guest, Darius. Yeah, Thank you so much for joining us today. We're so honored to have you. And of course, guys, follow our. Thank you for having me. I'm gonna get in here. I'm gonna get in here with Uncle, y'all. All right. Absolutely. Take care, Darius. All right, All right y'all. Thank Appreciate you, brother. Thank you. Peace, y'all. Thank you, guys. All right. All right. Bet. And one. This has been another episode of Culture Talk, brought to you by CEO and founder Fred Frenchy of the Culture Cards. Thank you for tuning in, and special thanks to the featured guest.